Rodgers has it. Gives to Franklin. He no, dies. No, I don't think no, he got it. I no, don't think he got out, it. The ball is out. The Bengals have scooped it up. Bouncing in the pocket, his throw caught at the 10-yard line. Higgins straight into the end zone. Touchdown, Bengals. It's a TD. Hello and welcome to episode 160 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. That is obviously... Well, we're shaking with excitement. We can't wait. We're mere days away from an AFC Championship game. Can you believe it? I don't think anybody still can, but we're here. I think we're ready for it. And if you're not, this podcast will help you to get ready. I'm Paul Hirons. Uh, Welcome along if this is your first time listening. We do have a brilliant special guest uh, coming up, and that is Eric Thomas, the Pro Bowl cornerback who is part of the Bengals' last AFC Championship team in 1988-89. We've got some songs, we've got some stuff, and we've got Nathan Palmer. Hello, Nathan. How are you doing, Marcella? I'll tell you what, I'm absolutely buzzing for tonight's podcast. What a unique podcast. Thursday night, the Bengals are in the AFC title game. What what a unique experience. Indeed. I think this is the first time we've ever done two uh, podcasts in a in a week maybe we've done some draft stuff uh before but uh not sort of full length podcasts have we so uh i'm sorry for inflicting our voices and our and our brain spews onto you uh twice this week but you know what i mean it's a special occasion you know what i mean, I mean we've the, got the, to get the, it going we've got to stoke the fire and, yeah, and the fire's gen- raging still a, already genuine and i hate to say this there's a genuine chance for everyone listening to this podcast that we don't make the afc title game for another 30 years i mean it's not out of the realm of possibilities so i feel like you, whatever happens this weekend you've got to do you got to show your best your best face for it you know what i mean be it coming to the meet up in manchester or london or listening to the podcast or just whatever it might be it's, it's a unique opportunity isn't it absolutely i think we mentioned on monday night that um do you know what? As good as this team might be going forward, we might not have another run like this for years. You know, it really, I think, knockout sport and sport in general is so unpredictable. Hundred percent. Who knows? So, you've just got to live it. Got to drink it all in. Enjoy it. Get excited. Be proud to be a Bengals fan. I know you guys are always proud, despite the horrific losses and the losing seasons. This is what it's all for. Drink it yeah, in. I've got Enjoy a rumor it. for you, son, as well. I've heard a rumor. There's a rumour that's been floating around the Bengals UK um, sphere over the last week. I want to tell you what it is. Go on then, Nathan. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to know, but go on. I'm going to be seeing you this Sunday, and I? Yes, apparently so. You have... Four... Like, you and I have not seen the Bengals game together for a long time. I know we saw one at the start of the season, but it's been a couple of years, so... To watch this AFC title game with you, my son. I mean, I've, literally, I've seen what one game with you in the last three years. So that's yeah, that's going to be absolutely. something in itself for the two of us. Absolutely, looking forward to that. And and fair play to you. You've forgot, you've gone to one place to watch these two playoff games. A nice, comfortable space with plenty of room. And now you're coming along to the meetup on on Sunday. And uh, you know, I know that you were quite su- superstitious about. Uh, perhaps wanting to to watch the game in the same place right so uh, you were okay with coming along to meet up right you're 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 into that oh 100 percent. i mean it sounds like it's going to be a really good event um i mean the empire's i mean the empire is nothing special it just has a big screen and you, you know what it's doing but i mean the cincinnati chili bomb there's going to be bengals fans there it sounds like a I mean, that's the thing. It's all well and good being somewhere, but you want to share. If we do make the Super Bowl, you want to be there with people that are Bengals fans and that are really into it. And I think you couldn't you couldn't do that in a better place than, you know, myself sharing it with you, son. I've got a few friends coming. I know Dave Cass is coming. There's a few other guys in London that are heading down. And the guy that runs the Cincinnati Chili Bomb is a proper Bengals fan. He's you know it's his place. I mean, what what a, what an experience to 
share the AFC title game there. So I, I'm, I'm excited for it. He is uh, Tim Bryce, who is the uh, proprietor of the Cincy uh, Natty Chili Bomb, which is a, well, as it sounds, a chili-based restaurant. I, I can it, see you as a proprietor, Sam. I fancy that. I fancy Paul Hiron's proprietor. I think you should that, be the proprietor of Bengals UK. I like it. I like it. I like it. But yeah, Tim is under pain of death to deliver uh, an enjoyable experience on Sunday. So I know for a fact that, bless him, He's having new TVs installed this week. He's he's kind of, uh, you know, testing them out. And uh, everything should be good to go for uh, Sunday night. So we'll we'll talk about the meetups in a little while. Um, how are you feeling, Nathan? How are you feeling? Are you excited? Nervous? Are you, uh, I am, are you I am still getting... finding it all surreal? Or are you, are you kind of into it? Are you accepting where we are and, and, and fully into it? I'm nervous. I am. Um, like we were obviously doing the podcast on a Thursday evening. It, it's starting to feel a bit real now. And I think for me as a Bengals fan, the, the big thing for me has always been the thought of the Super Bowl. Because for any NFL fan in the UK, you'll know that the Super Bowl is like one of those things that like everyone you know knows about. People that are like average casuals and like everyone knows about the Super Bowl. And I've always thought as a Bengals fan, God, if we ever made the Super Bowl... It'd be such a statement, and all it takes is one win at this point. And I've always thought that, like, whenever we've got into the playoffs, like, oh, if we won another game, and then, oh, if we won another game, then we'd be in. It's like literally this Sunday, you sit down, we're all going to be there, wherever, you, whether you, wherever you're watching the game, and it's one win. And I know it's a difficult game, we're away at the Chiefs, but that's all it takes for us to get into the Super Bowl and be a national treasure and. Everyone, even casual fans in the UK, around the world, they're going to be talking about the Cincinnati Bengals against either the LA Rams or the 49ers. And the opportunity to have that, it's not going to come up very often. And I'm nervous, man, because I, 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 think, <laughs> I, think, I think we could do it. Yeah. I genuinely do think we can do it. And I think the teams come together at the right time. They got hot at the right time. But I don't – I just – I am getting nervous. Hmm. Do you know when it hit me? It hit me yesterday, actually. This was big bickies because, um, you know, normally they have the... Hashtag big bickies. Big bickies. Um, you know, they normally have the, the press conferences on a Monday and Wednesday. So I tuned into the press conferences as per usual and all the favourites were there. Uh, uh, past guest Box was on there and Dan Horde, another past guest, and Paul Dana, another... All, all our favourite past guests were in the press room asking questions but then there are a few national media types from espn and nfl network and the backdrop was was not a bengals backdrop it was a special afc championship backdrop the guy that was handling the questions wasn't the normal guy that was handling the questions it was someone from the nfl this is big bickies you know what i mean even there was a british voice in the press conference some dude from the times so this has gone truly global. Do you know what I mean? And um, yeah, and it's like, oh, hello. <laughs> this is this is uh, gone on to a different level in the next couple of days, isn't it? It's getting a bit tasty and a bit spicy. So um, that was that was very good to see. But also makes you realise this isn't just like a regular season game or even a regular wild card or divisional player. This is the AFC Championship game. As if we didn't know it already. Um, I think we do now. Um, the spotlight is on us. Uh, I've seen lots of fans say the Chiefs are going to hammer us. So um, we'll see. But you know it, what? Go on. It's, it's nuts as well, isn't it? And I think this is what everyone needs to realise with something like this. And you look at the Packers and you look at them with Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Now with the way the NFL set up, you don't get a bye to the second round unless you're the number one seed. And to be the number one seed out of 16 teams is hard work. So... Eve, you you could literally go, you could win 12, 13 games at any season. Yeah, yeah. You're not guaranteed that by. you got to win two games, home or away in the playoffs, to get to to get to this stage. It, it is, no matter how good Joe Burrow is, no matter how unbelievable in the future of the franchise we think he is, no matter how much cap spend we've got, there is no guarantee that we're winning that many games and then turning up when it matters and winning at least a game, if not probably two, to get here and we're here. And I think that 
it does take some thought. Like I know that obviously the outlook for the future is positive and, you know, we should be good and, you know, whatever else. But you look around the league, there's a lot of teams that have had some success and, you know, that you think they'd have more success than they've had. And I, this has to be at this point. And we, we talked about the house money situation a couple of weeks ago, and I really felt that. And to an extent, I still do think that. I think we've got a massively positive outlook for the future. But goodness me, at this point, it starts to feel real, doesn't it? It does. And you're right. You know, you look at the Bills, who can count themselves extraordinarily yeah. unlucky, because I think if they'd have played anyone but the Chiefs and us, obviously, they probably would have got to the Super Bowl. But yeah. um, but that's the beauty of knockout competition. You know, underdogs can win. Um, yeah. Favourites can lose. You know, every all, you know, it's a bit of a cliche, but form, well, not form goes out the window, but teams with momentum who have, who have notched up lesser regular season records can knock off the top seeds, you know, uh, like we did against the Titans, you know. Um, it can happen. And, you know, it takes a bit of luck, takes a bit of something special in the air. Um, it takes all sorts, doesn't it, really? But it doesn't really matter. Well, I, I don't really want to analyse why we're here. The fact is, I think, is we're here and we should just concentrate on this game because obviously it's a huge one and we're playing a really really good team yeah um right i'm going to ask you a few things in a moment but i've done a song nathan you know i like to do a song from time to time would you like to hear the song i didn't know that you like songs son you surprised me (laughs) here's a song for the afc championship game Why do the Bengals think they can win The championship game they find themselves in Anyone knows they can And go and beat the Chiefs So we've got high hopes We've got high hopes We've got Joe Boy Burrow And his sex glasses So any time you think we don't have a chance to win just remember that we're breaking records every single week breaking records every single week Don't forget we have Jamar Chase He would beat anyone in a race No one can cover our star Jamar In an end zone race So we've got high hopes We've got high hopes We've got Joe Boy Burrow And his chessboard So while Big Ben off for good as we thought he should just remember we are just one game from the super bowl just one game from the super bowl It's time for Boyd and Bates and T, Trey and CJ, Vaughn and Cheeto. Oops, there goes another playoff seed. Oops, there goes another playoff seed. <laughs> there we go. Uh, i tell you what. What? You might as well have gone to that game in Tennessee and just stayed on Broadway. So I don't know what you're doing back in the UK. <laughs> it's a waste of you. Well, there we go. I couldn't resist. I mean, special occasion, you know, we always try and mark a special occasion with a special song. And I'm not saying that was a special song. Maybe it was a special song, but all the wrong for all the wrong reasons. But um, I hope you were tapping your feet and singing along to that. Because we do have high hopes, don't we, Nathan? 
100% man I'm, I'm I'm so I'm so so excited at this point I we might never get this opportunity again it's genuinely I mean it's going to be a really difficult game we all know that but the thought of the Super Bowl is absolutely electric Sorry, caught me out there. I've just caught you said, there. You thought I was going longer than that. I know. I caught me out. I was just having a swig of the old beer off there. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. So, um, how are we going to beat the Chiefs then? It's a tough one, isn't it? Because I watched that Chiefs game in the states, like, and I was. It was in. I watched a bit of it. I was, I was on the move and. They're a really good team, and we <laughs> did such a good job to stay with them in that game. And they are the team that we played then that we're going to play this weekend. They've not lost really any big players. They've got your big weapons, the Kelseys, the Hills, the the Mahomes. They're all there. The defence is more or less the same. And obviously the difference this time is that we're going to them. And I thought we that was such a change point for this team to win a game like that against the cheese. I know it was at home, but it was such a, I don't think anyone thought we'd win the AFC North that day. And I think that really injected some belief into not only the team, but to the fan base that has really pushed us forward to where we are now. And not many people are backing us against the Chiefs. And there's a lot of people online that are like, oh, you know, everyone hates the Bengals. But how many teams are favoured going into Kansas City, the sort of team they are at this point in the season? Hardly anyone. And of course we're not favoured. We're on the road against a team that's been in the Super Bowl the last couple of years. I think they've hosted the AFC title game for the last four years for good reasons. It's going to be an absolute task for the Bengals to come in there and win this game. And we can do it. I really think we can. We've already beaten them. They'll know that. Joe Boy's going to be firing. He's ready to go. It's going to be a heavy passing game. I mean, you look at our run game stats for the season. We only ran the ball. Joe Mixer ran the ball 12 times against the Chiefs, which is a joint low apart from once against the Packers when he ran it 10 times. And that shows you the sort of offer. It's going to be Joe Boy slinging it. Mahomes is going to sling it. It's going to be a really good game for the neutral. It's going to be a hard game, I think, physically for Bengals fans. But... Oh man, I, it, what, what what are you saying, Sam? Really? So it you, is a you, question. Do you really think we can? Do you really think we go in there to Kansas City? It's going to be a shoot. There's no way it's we're going to easily win it. No, do you no, really, oh, absolutely do you really, not. But no. do you really think we can win it? Yes, I think. I, in, a, in a tight game, do you reckon we got it? Yeah, because of Borrow, I really do think he's got that yeah. same stuff as Mahomes and and. Uh, you know, Josh Allen, who was incredible against the Chiefs yep. last week. Bloody hell. Um, that Titans game is like the... It's like that, that Space Jam film, and it? The special, the special stuff they have at half-time, that water. <laughs> I think that Titans game gives them that a bit. They know they can go on the road and win a tight yeah, game yeah. in a slugfest where maybe you've not necessarily always been the better team but you've gone in there and taken a bit of a, a, a bit of a smash and grab i think that maybe gives them that belief that they they can do that again you know mike my, my question is this uh, against everyone's talking about the chiefs game a few weeks ago and they're right to because i think psychologically that's important for us um but we were 14 points down at various stages yep. during that game yep. which kind of forced us to pass a hell of a lot more uh, yeah. Do you think there'll be a more balanced game plan in this game? I, I don't think so. I, they've really gone away from the running game in the last month or two. And you, you look at the running game, and since that 28th of November game against the Steelers, when they had a big game, mixing and a huge game against the Steelers, 165 yards and two touchdowns, they've really, the run game's barely function they've not gone over four yards a carry they've they've i think had three maybe four touchdowns since um november i think they're going to go for the chiefs i don't think they're going to try and assert the run and get the ball moving like that i think they are just going to say look joe boy you're ready let's go start of the season was a different game i think joe boy was still not a hundred percent fit and i think they trying to sort of balance it and Joe Mixon's a good running back and they felt that they could lean on him a bit but I just don't think against an offense as high powered as the Chiefs they're gonna 
be giving Joe Mixon the ball 20, 25 times. I don't think they'll need to. I just think it's it's going to be in Joe Boy's hands. And I think no Bengals fan would disagree with you if you said, look, give the geezer the ball, give him it 40, 50 times a game. If we lose, I'd rather lose it on Joe Boy's hand than be handing it off for Joe Mixon and Isaiah Prince not finding his block, Akima Denergy not finding his block whoever not finding his block and losing yards, I think people would rather go down in style than trying to assert the run after we've not asserted the run since November, you know. So I really think that we're going to go in there. And the, the, the Titans had a big defense. They had a strong defense. And we just about handled that, just about. Um, but I think against the Chiefs, it, it's going to be a, a high-scoring game. But don't you think, though, the best way to beat the Chiefs, and I'm stealing a line from our guest who says the same thing, the best way to beat the Chiefs is to keep the Chiefs off the field. Yeah, so you... it's turnovers as well. It's turnovers as well. I think that's that's the word I'd have in Joe Boy's ear. Don't turn the ball over. And Which, he, which me, he hasn't the past four weeks. No, really. and, I, I, and, and if he can carry that on... We got a chance because that's gonna that's gonna what that, that that's gonna be what shifts this game. One rogue play, a fumble, a pick six, that can just change the whole trajectory of a game like this. And I think that it's gonna be a very entertaining game. And we, we if we can cause some trouble to Mahomes, if we can get on his back, if we can force some fumbles. You know that 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 really is what's gonna be the difference between a win and a loss here. Um, I wonder but, if they're going to have a spy on Mahomes because Mahomes used his feet a hell of a lot more than he normally does yeah. uh, against the Bills. And that really changed the game in many, many series. When the Chiefs looked down and out, Mahomes would just kind of take off. And um, do, do it, you know what I'd say as well, Sonny? It's a really good test for the coaching staff because the Chiefs aren't in our division and you don't expect to play them twice. So... The Chiefs coaching staff have seen what the Bengals did in that game and the Bengals staff have seen what the Chiefs did in that game. And they're all going to be looking at the tape and they're going to be like, how can we adjust to this? You know, the Chiefs are going to say, we lost this game. We were on the road. What can we do? And the Bengals coaching staff are going to say, look, how can we counter what the Chiefs are doing? So it's a second look. And I know Brian Callahan, I believe it was Brian Callahan, came out this week and he said, look, I feel good about Joe Burrow seeing a defence for the second time. He mm. thinks he can take advantage of that. And that's that's exciting because you look at what Joe Burrow does in the division to what he did to the Ravens, what he did to the Steelers in those games at the second attempts. And he, he, you know, he's so young in his career, he's not seen many of these teams twice. Mm. He, he certainly saw the Chiefs and he's certainly going to see them again. So that's one where... Um, it's exciting to think potentially what he can do, obviously, if he's given enough time. Well, yeah, that's it, isn't it? Because I I would imagine they're going to line Chris Jones um, over Hakeem Adenergy and all the pressure is going to come from that right-hand side, you would imagine. You look to how the line, our offensive line, handled all the stunts and the moves and the deception last week against the Titans, i.e. not very well. So I'm sure, and this is about this is what it is about the players, isn't it? You're playing the best teams and the best coaches who absolutely take a, hit on your weaknesses. Have you know they're that good? They will exploit your, or at least attempt to exploit your weaknesses and take away your best players. It's the Belichick mantra, isn't it? Take away their threat and exploit their weaknesses, and that's what Belichick's been doing, you know, or did do for a long, long time, and that's what. You know, I'm sure Chase will be doubled this time. There's no spent yep. Spaggers will not make the same mistakes as he did against us in the first game. So you would expect maybe Tyler Boyd to have a bigger game. You might expect to have T. Higgins to have a big game. You might expect to see Joe Mixon catch his, catching balls out the Ald backfield. Alden Tate with three touchdowns. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know if he's going to be active. He's not been active since about week <laughs> three, isn't he? Poor old Orton. Oh, no. Just one salmon-like catch again to see that. I, I don't think he's going to be coming back next year. But just, just one more salmon-like catch from Orton. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be very difficult. Just got to keep up with him, really, and keep. You know, if we can. My big worry is that the last couple of games we gone on some nice tries against the Raiders and the Titans and we haven't been converting 
long drives into touchdowns. There's been a lot of field goals. So, you know, I don't think it needs to be said against the Chiefs. We need to be scoring touchdowns. So that's probably, and I'm sure it will be, uh, a point of emphasis for the game plan. Um, But yeah, do you know what? It's just all set up, isn't it? I mean, how much fun is it going to be to see Joe Borrow in an AFC Championship game? It just feels as though he belongs, doesn't it? It really, really does. I'm really thinking that, that... these huge occasions, these huge occasions, they just don't phase him. It's he's, a great point. He's yeah. got that steely edge. He's got that kind of focus. He loves those enormous stages. He loves the pressure. I mean, the geezer's headset went off last week, and he was calling <laughs> plays on his own. What else does he want to do? Wash the wash the kit. <laughs> I, I Serve do up think... the food in the press box. He can do it all. That the lad. <laughs> I do think it's one of those situations, and we said this last week before um, the win against the Titans about how the Bengals sat down in the locker room and they said, look, how many games this year have we lost through poor performance and how many have we lost where we've literally given the game away ourselves? And I think it's a great point. You look at the games this season, the Bengals have thrown games away themselves they've lost through just, just... turnovers silly plays you know not being in the right place and that look if we can just play a smart game here turn up play a decent well-proportioned game we could beat anyone we've not lost to anyone playing like that and i think that's the game you got to play against the chiefs you're not necessarily going to be perfect but the worst thing you could do is go in there and get overwhelmed by the situation you get a bit too aggressive force the ball a bit just go in there play your game just don't do anything silly, and I really do think we've got a chance. The Chiefs, you never know. that They're a good team. They're obviously, they've been there, they've done it before. They'll probably look at the Bengals and say, look, this is, on paper, the easiest team we've played in the last three, four years. They might un- underestimate us. Obviously, they've lost to us, so maybe they don't. But I just think if you're the Bengals, you've got to go in there. You've got nothing to lose. Every single Bengals fan, if even if we get blown out 38 nothing. We'll say, what a season. So proud of these guys. Thank you very much. The Chiefs are really expected. They didn't they, they didn't win the Super Bowl last year. They've been in that game the last four times. Who cares? For the Bengals, you are it is house money. You can say as much as you want. We've got we've got an opportunity here. People are fit, blah, blah, blah. We've been awful the last couple of years. The fact we're in the AFC title game on the verge of a Super Bowl, we're even having any expectations that we could get to the Super Bowl in Los Angeles is outrageous. And I think we have to accept that. And I reckon we can win. I, I'm not banking on it, but I really think if everything falls in the right place, we we have got it in us to win that game. Okay. Well, uh, we'll do some more talking. We're going to go to your correspondence after our special guest. So let's bring him in. And now, as promised, we have a very special guest. Cast your mind back to the... Last time the Bengals got to the AFC Championship game, there was a player who wore the number 22 jersey. His name was Eric Thomas. He was a Pro Bowl cornerback, and I'm absolutely delighted to say that Eric is joining us on the line now from Cincinnati. Eric, welcome to Cincinnati. How you doing, Paul? I appreciate the invite, man. That's that's a that's a pretty nice intro. I appreciate that, man. Those are great times, really great times. They certainly were. If 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 for some bizarre reason, people uh, are young enough, which is uh, slightly scary, but people are young enough not to remember that team. Could you tell us a little bit about the SWAT team and what that was all about? <laughs> Absolutely. So when when uh, you know when I got drafted, uh, uh, my my first year, I came in. We had already had two guys that were drafted before me. That was David Fulcher. And Louis Billups, who, who was the corner that played opposite of me. Uh, Solomon Wilcox and I were both drafted uh, in 1987. Uh, by the time we get to our second year, you know, we've put in some good work. We've developed quite a bit. And so by the time we came back and got going in training camp, we knew we were going to have a chance to be pretty good. Mm. Well, we, we, we were better than good. We, uh, we, we were good enough to, to, to help lead us, uh, to help take our team to the Super Bowl. And during the season, as the season was going on, we, we had a really outstanding season. And because we were doing such such good job in pass coverage, we decided to, you know, call ourselves something. We wanted a name for ourselves. Mm. And we 
took the whole idea of patrolling and policing the airways of the secondary. So we called ourselves the SWAT team. It seemed appropriate. We were policing the, 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 the back end of the defense, and we were pretty good at it. So that's where the name came about. And after we sort of thought about the name, you know, somehow we decided to, you know, work with the Cincinnati Police Department and ask them could we <laughs> use that and some of the SWAT gear to take, a, take pictures to make a poster, Paul. And so we made a poster of it, and I tell you, I still have, I still had a poster at my house. It, it was a really, really, really great time. But that's how the name SWAT team came about. I have also that poster somewhere here as well in my house, 5,000 miles away. How about that, Eric? <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. That's and um, let me tell you, we've had David Fulcher on. We've had Solly. Obviously, we can't have Lewis on, sadly, because he's not with us anymore. Um, so you're completing right, right. the set. So I'm absolutely delighted. Obviously, we haven't got Barney or we haven't got uh, Ricky Dixon either yet, but I'm working on that. But the starters... I've done all I can, and it's delight. It's an absolute delight to have you on, Eric. I mean, you live in the Cincinnati area still. Uh, what's it like over there at the moment? It must be insane. The buzz around the city. <laughs> well, like that, Paul. You were here back in 1988, and as you know, um, um, that was such a fun time. And I can tell you that this is equally as exciting. The only thing that the Bengals need to do, they need to take the next step to get to the Super Bowl, but. As far as the fan involvement, fan engagement, man, it is it's off the hook, man. They are loving the Cincinnati Bengals, and deservedly so because they've done a good job for it. They've they've given the Cincinnati fans a lot to cheer about this year. It's been a fun, fun. Season. Does it does it take you back to those days? This uh, this this run this year does it does it feel the same? Does it feel similar? It does. Uh, you know, we go out and people. I mean, obviously, I'm, I've been around here for 30 years, so people still know who I am. They know who David is. They know most of us because we've been living in town for so long. Mm. And, you know, say what, everywhere we go, Paul, it's just crazy. I mean, people are so, so, so excited. And certainly that excitement stems from this, this, this new team. But I think that people look back and they, and they get those, that, those feelings of nostalgia and they think about our team and how much fun that was. And so there's a good tie-in. So their, their their team currently and our team because we had some young players, very exciting, and we and, and we brought and we brought game every week, and I think that's what these fans are seeing with the same Cincinnati Bengals team. Paul, they come they come play every week, and the fan support is just through the roof right now. It's probably it's probably better now than when uh, I than when I played back in '88, Paul, just because social media allows for people to see more. You know, you can be engaged more, and so. I mean, the fans here are showing that support, and it's really, it's really, it's really great for those young players to experience this. It's, it's, it's neat for the, uh, neat for the fans, really neat for the players, though. Well, let, let's talk from a player's perspective. Um, you know, you had a losing season in in '87. This team had yep. a losing season last year. You managed to turn it around and go on an incredible run with a great team full of great guys. This team has turned it around, there, and they're on a fantastic run with a locker room full of great guys. Uh, your number sake, number 22, Chidabe Awuzie, is having a fantastic season like you did. I mean, do you, do you see the parallels? And, and can you talk to us a little, about, little bit about what you've seen in terms of specifically the secondary, what's impressed you? Well, absolutely. Uh, you know, one thing that, we've, that we talked about, I, I, watch, I go over and watch the game with Solomon. Right. Because you know, we can, we can, and talking about what's happening, and uh, and what we see is they are a lot like us. Hmm. I mean, they're a feisty bunch. You know, you can move the ball a little bit. We were really good at scoring defense. You couldn't get any end zone on us. Hmm. And I think that when you, at their at their deep particular secondary, I think that's where where they get that. You can make some plays in between the twenty yard lines, but it seems like when they get down in the red area, they clamp down. And that's a, and and trust me. That carries well. That carries well on the road. It carries well at home. And I think that those guys understand that, you know, there's some ownness about making sure that, that on the back end, in the secondary, we keep things in check, keep things in control, because that's where games get out of control, when mm-hmm. the secondary can play well. And their bunch is a lot like ours. Uh, I think they, they're probably a little 
they're a little older than than we are. Their safeties were veteran safeties. Well, our safeties are Solomon and, and David Fulcher. Solomon was in, was in his second year. David was in his third. Lewis was in his, his his third year. I was in my second. So we were very very young. And uh, and I think that the fact that you can rise up and play at a certain level when you're so young, it, it, it speaks volumes for the coaching. It speaks volumes for the culture that the, that the Bengals had created at that point. And it's my hope that they continue to, to build that. Uh, this team, I think they have enough on this team to win a Super Bowl. I do. Wow. And, uh, and I hope that they can put it together this weekend. If they can get past this team, their chance to win a Super Bowl is as good as anyone's. Wow, you're getting me fired up, Eric. You really are. Um, <laughs> um, I want to talk about parallels again because we just keep hearing from players that this, that the atmosphere in the locker room is, you know, really fantastic. They all get on really, really well together. Um, and, I, and I wanted to. One of the reasons why I wanted to get you on because obviously you had the experience of turning around a losing season and then going on this incredible run, the momentum and the feeling and the and the brotherhood within the locker room must have been tremendous and we're seeing that this year as well. Um do you do you, do you, would you agree with that? Did, are there parallels to to gain from this this team and and your team in terms of locker room togetherness? Oh, I tell you what, it, it's you know, you know Paul, people can say anything you want about football all the cliches, the most important thing is that the, that, that the team has to play for the team. Right. You don't, you don't play for the coaches. You play for the guys that you're playing with. And because at the end of the day, you got to understand, when, when uh, you play football, and even when that game's over, you come, to, you come to work the next week, players are down in the locker room, coaches upstairs, and the coaches office. You know, so the players understand that it's 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 a, it's of the utmost important that we lean on one another. It's very important that that we lean on one another and that we keep our locker room safe and clean. When I say clean, clean of any kind of animosity, clean of any kind of uh, jealousy, clean of any kind of problems that's going to take away from us having an opportunity to win. Mm. And and what happens when you have that? That's what creates the closest because now there's a trust. Mm. Everyone trusts you all do the right thing because we want to win a Super Bowl. And so that means everyone's got to stay in line. And, I, and, I, and, and when I think about that, Paul, you think about, you know, about what happened to us at the Super Bowl. You know, you know we allow one guy to, to, to slip, off, slip off on us and be weak, and that, and that cost us that football game, I think. Mm. You know? Uh, Stanley Wilson was a very, very good football player, and that cost us that game. So I think that what happens with these, when you're talking about togetherness, Paul, it comes down to, that can can we make sure we keep everyone with the same focus about what we got going on here because we're so close. I mean, they, they could. Here's the deal, Paul. Mm. I never got back. I never got back to the Super Bowl again. Yeah. After that, yeah, I got back to the Super Bowl again. We didn't get back, and so the guys have to realize that when you're this close, man, a sense of urgency has got to go through the roof. Mm. That everyone maintain their focus, and no one get pulled astray or run, run astray by anything. Mm. And that that if, if we if, if we could held if we could have held Stanley a little bit closer to us that over that night, and he not made and he and he not had a relapse of the of of, of that cocaine, I think we could have won a Super Bowl. Mm. So my hope, this team, as close as they are, make sure you don't let one of your guys get away. Mm. You know, make sure that they stay close. You, you keep them close and keep loving them up because that's what's going to keep guys focused and keep their mind. On the prize, with the prize is for everyone gets a prize in this thing. Everyone gets a prize. You're a Super Bowl champion. Everyone wins. Mm. And so, the hope is that this team continues to maintain their closest and and and, and let that be, takes them over the top. Uh, that's be capable. Mm. Yeah, it's such a sad, sad story, isn't it, with Stanley? And I can hear in your voice that you're still very emotional uh, about it, um, as you would be. You know, it's such a big moment. I mean. Approaching the AFC Championship game, you just gave some valuable advice there. But approaching, what is, what is the feeling when you're approaching an AFC Championship game, knowing that there's just one more to go until the big one? Well, I think well, you just—it's a singular focus. You have to understand, and you know, you got a game to play, mm. and just like the season, you know, you have a series of you have you have you have a uh, you have you have seventeen seasons, mm. and 
takes on its own. One game, you can't play two games at once. So you have to keep your focus. We were only focused on the Buffalo Bills. Mm. Uh, you know, first of all, they were they were a formidable opponent, so it was easy to stay focused. I think that uh, with this team, is it, 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 it seems impossible to get ahead. They have an opponent in front of them that has won a Super Bowl, that has been to AFC Championship game the last three years, the last four years, and they're going to come out and be ready to play their best football. And I think that if the Bengals want to win this game, keep your focus on that. Don't worry about don't worry about Super Bowl. If if you if you take if you win this game, Super Bowl takes care of itself. Hmm. You know, and we were sort of in that mindset that we were we were so locked in on Buffalo. We were so locked in. I don't even know if uh, uh, Sam talked about the Super Bowl until after the game. He had mentioned us the Super Bowl during the, during the season. Hmm. But what, by the time we got to play the Buffalo Bills, all that talk was just—it it wasn't. We didn't talk about it anymore because the focus was on one team and just one football team. Mm. And I think that if the big keeps their focus on the on the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, you know, they, they they can come away victorious and be, and, and then they can talk about Super Bowl and they can go win the Super Bowl. How about that? I'm not going to disagree with you there, <laughs> Eric. Um... How are they going to beat the Chiefs, do you think? I mean, as you mentioned, they're rolling at the moment and, um, you know, the way their offence kind of exploded against against the Bills again at the weekend was kind of quite scary to watch. I mean, what? how how, how can they beat the Chiefs, do you think? Well, if you, if you remember, Paul, go back three weeks ago, mm. they beat the Chiefs. Yeah. And how, how did they beat the Chiefs? They beat the Chiefs because the offence came out and, 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 and had some drives. They sustained some drives. They converted, converted some third downs, and they ma- maintained those drives. If the Bengals can't put together uh, three to four sustained drives mm. where the drive takes six, seven minutes, you can eat up half of a quarter with that. Mm. You get a, a seven-minute drive, you eat up half of a quarter. And in that half of a quarter, while your offense is having that drive, what is Pat Mahomes doing? He's sitting down enjoying the football game. Yeah. See, he can't beat you from the sideline. And so if the Bengals want to win this game, they have to do the same thing they did in the, in, in the matchup here. Offense has got to go, to go out, drive the football down on them, sustain some drives, put some points on the board. And then the defense has got to come out, and they have to do their part by not letting Pat Mahomes control the game and score every time, every time he gets the football. Mm-hmm. You know? so, and that's where this team has a balance. The balance is what beat Kansas City because the offense kept Mahomes off the field long enough to give us a chance that at the end of the game we had a chance to win rather than them having a chance to win. you got to understand how the Kansas City Chiefs are built. They're built to play tough football games, and they feel like, and we know now, if it's close and at the end of the game, if their quarterback gets the ball, he's going to beat you. He's very, very good. You know that. Mm. But here's the deal, Paul. What people don't know around the world is that our quarterback – is just as good. He's younger, but he's got everything in him that Pat Mahomes has. Hmm. He doesn't have the he doesn't have the arm talent, but from the neck up and and inside his chest, he's got it all, man. This dude is the real deal. I mean, I'm a football watcher, Paul. I watch football. I can you you spit out a team. I can tell you about their quarterback. I watch a lot of football, hmm. and this dude, our, our, this quarterback. I'm not saying that because I played for the Bengals. I'm not saying I saw him in college. And I said, I thought he was going to be the real deal then. He looked like Tom Brady to me in college. Mm. And I think he has Tom Brady qualities from the neck up. That's a fact. Mm. That's a fact. He's only going to get better. Think about this point. He hasn't played He hasn't played two full seasons yet. No, that's right. He hasn't two full seasons yet. So where he is from a developmental standpoint, physically, where he is from a de- developmental standpoint, mentally, man, he's got, a, he's, he's got the, the mental capacity of a fifth year, of a fifth year player. Mm-hmm. That's how far. That's how. That's how. That's how sharp he is mentally in terms of understanding what he's seeing, in terms of making decisions with the football, in terms of making decisions in terms of changing plays. I mean, this dude's got it. He's got it. And if he plays at his capability for the next ten years, the Bengals are going to win a lot of football games. And I got a feeling that he can lead them to a Super Bowl. He's that good. Wow. Eric, the passion is just coming through the speakers like anything. I'm love, you know, this is amazing. Um, 
But uh, I think uh, we should leave it there. I could talk to you all day, but uh, maybe you can come on again and we can discuss things a bit further. But, uh, Eric, what a pleasure it's been to talk to you. And listen, man, enjoy the game at the weekend. You got it, bro. Thank you. There we go. That was the brilliant Eric Thomas. I really hope you can. You really felt the the energy from Eric and the passion there. Goodness me, he was going for it, wasn't he? You know, he said some great things about focus and uh, focusing just on this game. No distractions, everyone together. And, of course, if you're wondering what or who he was talking about, uh, Stanley was the third-choice running back, a big, beefy guy. And it's amazing to think that a third-string running back could have such a uh, an impact on teams, especially these days. But back then, the Bengals had kind of reverted from a pass attack into a power running game. And, of course, they had an all-world all universe offensive line, so they could kind of do what they wanted, really, whatever, uh, whatever approach they wanted to take. They would just uh, bulldoze people and pass protect all day, you know. So um, they had obviously Icky Woods and James Brooks, who were fantastic, and then Stanley Wilson came in and uh, did just some great work down on the goal line. He was, and, and if you listen back to our uh, podcast with Sam Weish, he, he kind of said if, if we'd have had Stanley in that Super Bowl, I think we could have really, really worn him down. But unfortunately, the night before the Super Bowl, uh, Stanley uh, relapsed in a big way and Sam found him completely off his tits on um, cocaine in the bathroom. And unfortunately, I mean, it's such a sad story because he was a really good player. Uh, he couldn't play in the Super Bowl because he he had problems with you know addiction and addiction issues and uh, he relapsed on the night before the Super Bowl as you can hear from Eric's voice and he's still quite emotional about it uh, but fantastic stuff um, another great player from that team we've managed to tick off on this podcast David Fulcher Solomon Wilcox you know Joe Kelly Anthony Munoz. Uh, we're slowly going through the team. Uh, Tim McGee as well, uh, and now Eric Thomas. So huge thanks to Eric. Um, right, um, and if that didn't get you fired up enough, we've got I've got something else to to fire you up, you and everyone else. Nathan, would you like to hear it? Absolutely love to hear it. Once more, unto the breach, dear friends, once more. We'll close the wall up with our Bengali dead. In peace, there's nothing so becomes a man as modest stillness and humility. But when the blast of war blows in our ears, then imitate the action of the tiger. Stiffen the sinews, summon up the blood, disguise fair nature with hard-favoured rage, then lend the eye a terrible aspect. Let pry through the portage of the head, like the brass cannon, let the brower overwhelm it. As tearfully as doth the gallard rock overhang and jutty his confounded base, swilled with the wilds and wasteful ocean. Now set the teeth and stretch the nostril wide, hold hard the breath and bend up every spirit to his full height. On, on, you noblest Ohioan, whose blood is fetched from fathers of war-proof. Fathers that, like so many Alexanders, have in these parts from morn till even fought and sheathed their swords for lack of argument. Dishonour not your mothers, now attest, that those whom you called fathers did beget you. Be copy now to men of grosser blood and teach them how to war. And you, good yeoman, whose limbs were made in Cincinnati. Show us here the metal of your pasture. Let us swear that you are worth your breeding, which I doubt not, for there is none of you so mean and base that hath not noble luster in your eyes. I see you stand like greyhounds in the slips, straining upon the start. The game's afoot. Follow your spirit and upon this charge, cry God for Zach Cincinnati. And St. Joe Boy. <laughs> well, there you go. We are a British podcast, so we had to have a bit of Shakespeare in there. And that, thank you to my actor friend, Gareth, for reciting 
that very famous uh, passage there. Well, goodness me! You ready now? There's been, there's been a reason that you've been on U, US News some of some of these performances. Is your are your sinews stiffening? It's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> I, I I genuinely am absolutely. I'll run for a war at the moment. I'm I've had a few beers tonight. Of course, I have. It's Thursday night before the Bengals um, Sunday night game. I I couldn't be more excited, man. Right, let's get to your correspondence. We're all the bloody stuff. There, be there better be some solid handles at this point. There should be. Let's hope so. Uh, Peter Dadswell at Dadders. Chiefs are a damn good team, playing better than when we have uh, met them last. But so are the Bengals. Chiefs, relative weakness, cornerbacks, plays into our strength, passing game. If any team is best placed to take them down, it's the Bengals. Well, here we go. Once more onto the breach, dear friends. Once more, Pete's been reading our minds there. Uh, BB at Bengals Bluebird. Solid handle. Uh, Mixon needs a game. 20 plus touches. If we can't run the ball and control the clock, it's going to be a long day. Interesting approach there. You know. Ah, I, did, but I, I don't know if it's that game anymore, though. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not saying the game changes when you get in the playoffs, but as we were talking about earlier, he hasn't ran the ball 20 times for the last seven games we won them. Like, I just don't think that's going to be in Zach Taylor's mindset is the way they've approached the games in the last five, six weeks, Joe Boy clearly is in a physically better condition than he was in at the start of the season when we did use mix and more, and that was more of the game plan. I just think against someone like the Chiefs, who've got a decent line, and as Dad has said in the last um, bit of correspondence, they've not necessarily got the, the best cornerbacks in the world, as we saw in the first game. I just can't believe that we're going to let this game live and die by Joe Mixon. I just think it's got to be... I don't think anybody's saying that, but as Eric said, you know, you've got to keep the Chiefs off the field, so surely... I in, agree. You I mean, know, you've got to balance things. If we could things. run the ball, if we could run the well, ball... Well, yeah, then, that would be the perfect scenario, yeah, wouldn't I it? Just, I just don't know if they're going to... I just think they're going to live and die by Joe Boy. I just think I, that, I, I think it's going to be more balanced than that. Just to keep, I, I mean, I'd love it know. if it was true. I'd, I mean, I would absolutely love it if Joe Boy Mixon... As 150 yard two touchdown game, and we can pound the life out of them. I'm just not sure that's going to be the sort of game it'll be. I just think they'll put the ball in Joe Boy's hands and they'll say, Go on, son, carve them up. And if we can't, we can't. If we can, we can, we move on. I just. Well, there you go. Difference of opinion there. I don't know. I just don't know, son, you know. Killian at uh, Malloy00. Has it set in for you guys that we are in the AFC title game? For me, it's all a bit <laughs> surreal. And I just want to enjoy it and soak it all in and hope 100%. there's more to come after next week. I mean, if, if things are fever pitch now, can you imagine if they get through to the Super Bowl? Bloody hell. Two weeks of absolute mayhem. Absolute if they make the Super Bowl, mayhem. son, you've picked a bad game to, to watch with me because I'm going to be kissing you. I'm going to be literally squeezing the life out of you if we win this game on Sunday. Well, maybe that's because, that's why I chose the venue, Nathan. Perhaps I... Uh, <laughs> If, if me and you are together for the win, I mean, I mean, we, you can cut this out of the podcast if you want, but if me and you are together <laughs> for this game at the Cincinnati Chili Bowl and we go to the Super Bowl, I mean, what a once-in-a-lifetime experience that would be. I ain't going to bed. Yeah, I mean, I've got work in the morning. And well, yeah, that's big, true, that's true. I've got some big meetings, but I... Like, I <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see. Like, we'll see. We'll, I, we'll I might see have to happens. move some. Leave this in if you want. But I might have to move some things yeah. around. I'll just say that much. Uh, Donny at Ippy Don. Don't think we can give them a two TD lead like that at PBS True. and expect True. it to turn it around when away from home. So hopefully we'll keep it close in a shootout. Then McPherson can take a warm up swing and with seconds to go and say, "Looks like we're going to the Super Bowl." Who day? That'd do. Did, you see, did you see Abe McPherson on the McAfee show? He's oh. a very confident young man, isn't he? Why he's a not? very he's a very young chipper, chipper lad, isn't he? I he mean, is. he, he just looks like he's he just looks like he's got his first job in recruitment. The game. I mean, he just <laughs> I he, really, he really does just look like he does it. He, you know, he doesn't look like he's playing in an AFC title game. He just looks like he's. You know, ready to strike his first deal, the geezer. But fair Absolutely. play to him. And that's exactly the sort of guy you want at a kicker position. Yes, very much so. Andy Dickinson at Moby D ninety six. Uh, success will be measured on the old chestnuts of turnovers and time of possession. Turnovers create opportunities and change momentum. Time of possession removes opportunities to score and builds momentum. Who day all the way? There's Who day? There's another. 
dude who fancies a bit of time in possession action. Sam Campbell at Cam Samble. <laughs> Very good, just Sam. Oh, that's got to be a solid handle, that is. That's yeah, got to yeah, be I was, a... I, was, I was nearly there with it. I nearly it. I'm going to give it a solid handle. Um, <laughs> we'll be in my flat watching it. Are you allowed to do that? I'm not, but I'm taking over. It's, it's a special occasion. Uh, we'll be in my flat watching it by myself after testing positive yesterday, unfortunately. Oof. Hold them down to field goals and get the ground game going to quieten the crowd. Stop it turning into a shootout. And we can do them again. 23-20 Bengals win. Oof, well, it. first things first, Sam. I hope you feel better soon. And uh, sorry to hear that you've uh, tested positive there. But um, get onto Twitter. I'm sure it'll be absolute carnage on Sunday night. And loads of people chatting away. So hopefully that you don't uh, you don't feel too much on your own. And also, come and join our... T- well, come and join, but watch our tailgate on uh, Saturday night. We're going to do it Saturday night instead of Sunday night because, obviously, of the meetups. Um, so tune into that and get your Bengals fix. Sam Reeve at Johnny Prong. Solid handle. Chiefs are expected to win by the majority of the NFL community. Understandable given their record and playing at home, but think we'd just go for it. Get them on the back foot and they will make mistakes. There's more pressure on them and I feel we have the firepower to exploit this. So Sam Reeve, Johnny Prong, is in your camp there, Nathan, I think. By the sounds of it, I, I agree. I just, I just think. I mean, I, I'll take them anywhere we can take them. But well, yeah, I exactly. just, I just don't think that Zach Taylor, after the way the season's gone, I think every, not every fan, but most fans will agree. Like, how are you coming out of this game not just saying we lost via Joe Burrow? If Joe Burrow can't win the game, we can't win the game, and you just say fine, we move on to next season. But how would you if you put? the ball on Joe Mixon's shoulders and said, we're going to give you this ball 20, 25 times. I mean, obviously we'll give the ball to the geezer and if he can run it for 10 yards a pop, we're going to keep giving it to him, but we're never going to force the ball to him. And that, that's not going to be our identity in this game is like, we're going to try and keep running this ball no matter what. You're going to push it via Joe boy. And that's the way that I think this team has been for the, best part of the back half of this season and into the playoffs. We're led by Joe Boy. And do you know what? We were led by him in this exact fashion the last game, maybe the last two, three games of last season when he got his legs to and before he got injured. That was the sort of way we were going, just tossing the ball around 40, 50 times a game. And that's, I think, the way Zach wants to go. And I don't think he'll be any different in this game. Rob Hill at... Three zero zero three. Rob, don't care. Not a, not a shocking handle. Not a shocking handle, no, because there is a reason behind that uh, handle. Don't care about metrics. I think our defense is better than the Bills and is playing confidently. It will put us in a position where we can win. Don't think Joe B can win from eight sacks this time. So everything rests on protection. I'm nervous, excited, apprehensive, and confident. There you go. Love Great that. stuff, Rob. Love that. Love that. Here's a good one. First time caller, I think. Tom Lawrence at Tommy Jalapeno. <laughs> Solid handle. Dare to dream, lads. This team has the minerals to pull it off. It's going to be a long wait till Sunday night. Absolutely, Tom. Uh, John Ward at John Ward 31. You've got to play out with a new Who Day song heard on the Chris Collinsworth podcast. It's like an FA Cup final song. Uh, Eric did mention this. Uh, I think the Bengals boys have done a new song, haven't they? But So it's not our song to play, unfortunately. So we'll let them uh, get on with it. And Eric did say that they've re-recorded the Who Day rap, both with the old players and the new players. So I'm, if that's what you're talking about, I've not had time this week to um, to look at Chris's podcast, but I've seen some clips from CJ, so I want to I catch up with that. Anyway, we've got we've got the High Hopes song. What more do you want, uh, frankly, John? Uh, showtime at Barclay 970. Going to stop Mahomes and his weapons. Do we blitz? Last guy, last game, every blitz led to a big play for Kansas. See, I'll refute that, actually, uh, Mr Showtime. Also, linebackers need to stop Kelsey from 20-yard plays and third downs. But we need a big game from T and Tyler if they cover Chase like they did Diggs. Bengals win. Uh, by six. Interesting, because I thought it was Gabriel Davis who had an absolute barnstormer against uh, um, the Bills. And also, I thought we blitzed selectively against them last time. I remember one blitz in the second half. We hadn't blitzed for ages, and it got actually got home and caused Mahomes to to 
to kind of falter, you know. So anyway, whatever. Um, it's going to be a big, big boy stopping Travis Kelsey in it. I mean, he, he is the X factor for the Chiefs. And you look you look forward for the Bengals. And I, I see Joe's arm as a great tie. And he's a great guy. He's a great leader. He's a great captain. But that position for the Chiefs is an X factor. And I mean, Tyreek Hill's a good receiver. Mikael Harbin's, you know, he's not too bad. And they've obviously got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire <laughs> who's back. But... Travis Kelsey's a game changer, and I think that that's one position the Bengals for Joe Boy going forward. Like if we could have a, if you could move Travis Kelsey University of Cincinnati over to the Bengals, I can I mean, we'd be dominating for years. And I think if we can shut him down, that that's going to be a job for someone on that defense, be it the linebackers, the backs, like to stop him going off. Because if we can, you probably win the game. Indeed. Well, it's getting closer and closer. Thank you very much for your correspondences. Of course, you can get us over the weekend at Hooday underscore UK, Bengals UK on Facebook. Um, listen, it's almost there, isn't it? Almost time. Uh, these last few days will drag ridiculously. And of course, as Nathan said, we've got two meetups um, in two locations. Uh, on Sunday night first well not first but uh, the first one I'll mention is in Manchester it's at the Brotherhood uh, you'll see our Jamie there I think he's booked a couple of tables so go along to that um, it starts at 7.45 so turn up have a beer watch the game with Jamie and the crew go on, go on Jamie and of course come and watch it with me and Nathan all being well but that's what you got to do in it. Really. Uh, the Cincinnati Chili Bomb restaurant. I mean, if you were if you were conflicted as where to go, it would be the Cincinnati Chili Bomb Oops. in Liverpool Street, some wouldn't it? Absolutely. Um, so come along. We'll be down there from sort of early evening, setting things up, um, and we can't wait. Really, um, we've always said we'd like to do something that's with the Cincinnati Chili Bomb, and and this seemed to be the right time to do it. So um, it should be fantastic. Uh, just a note about uh, COVID protocols. Obviously, Omicron is still raging. So please, if you have any symptoms, do not come. Uh, and also, if you can, take a lateral flow test before uh, you set off to the restaurant uh, or the Brotherhood even. Uh, we obviously want this to be as safe as possible for everyone. So do be considerate and do bear it in mind. And with that, I think... That is it. Oh, yeah, we've got an online tailgate, as I mentioned, on Saturday night. We've got some special guests uh, coming up. We're going to have a bit of fun. That should be around 7 o'clock on Saturday night. And, of course, me and Nathan will be back on the Monday to chat so, chat about everything that happened and celebrate, basically. Give me your final thoughts, Sam. I can't, I can't let you just sign this off. Give me, give me your... We, we may never be in this position ever again on this podcast, especially... Give me your final thoughts. It's the AFC title game. We're against the Kansas City Chiefs. Give me some motivational words, some thoughts. What well, you, You've been a fan for a long time. Come on, what are you saying? Well, I never thought I'd see this day again. I can barely remember the last time because I was a, a youngling. Uh, well, not too young, actually. I was a teenager. But I just remember the excitement and the incredible feeling. It's, it's, it's a cup semi-final. It's a playoff semi-final. It is... It is qualifying for Europe. It is winning the League Cup. It is, you know, all those things rolled into one. And, um, yeah, just got to make the most of it. So, hunk it down, Bengals fans. Strap yourselves in uh, and let's just be together and uh, let's let's kind of experience it together. It's going to be fantastic, whatever the score, really, let's face it. Um, but there's a chance to win. And I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say Bengals 38, Chiefs 33. You're a brave man. I know. <laughs> I mean, I am nervous about it. I'm not predicting anything. I, I really think that the Chiefs are the favourites. I think the odds are stacked against us. Can we win? Yes. I really think we can. It's going to be the biggest effort I've ever seen in 20 years nearly of being a Bengals fan. It's going to, I thought what we did against the Titans was enormous and electric and it took so much bollocks. This would take more. And I think if we can go into Kansas City and beat them twice in a season, home and away, I mean, goodness me, like Zach Taylor's, like I'd, I'd get Zach Taylor and Joe Boy's testicles 
um put on a statue <laughs> i wonder where that sentence was going there it's how, if they were to do that if you were to say at the start of the season that zach taylor and joe burrow coming off a 2 and 14 season and then everything we saw last year to come into this year off a torn acl mcl zach taylor on the verge of having his head cut off to win an AFC title game and to win home and away against the Chiefs to get there with the AFC North in the process. I mean, what? I mean, goodness me, it'd be more than anyone in a million years, um, apart from um, fleet risk expected. I mean, it would be outrageous. So, whatever we can do, boys, incredible. I'm going to be, as every fan is, going absolutely bonkers on Sunday night. Who day think going to be those Bengals? Well, there you go. Have fun, everyone. Enjoy the game. We'll be back on Monday uh, to discuss it all. But until then, it is a who day from me. And a who day from me. Cheers, guys. Thank you. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.